1: wanted i've been waiting 23 years to say that oh look at that mine jumped right into wow every time it just starts recording as soon as i hit the record button i'm surprised bababoo
0: <laughs> bababoo baba howard starts penis bababoo baba
1: <laughs> attention mcdonald's customers testicles that is all <laughs> <laughs> i've been thinking about see See, we've already hijacked the whole episode, but now that we've mentioned it, I've been thinking about old Family Guy episodes a lot lately. For whatever reason, they've just popped into my head, and I'm like, man, now I'm eventually gonna have to go back and see what they're like from way back in those early seasons, just
0: because they've been in my head. I told you. I think I've told you. Uh, I've been. I sometimes I'll go on like r- random tangents, and I'll watch like. Um, uh, different like episodes like snippets where they put like compilations from old seasons and stuff Mm -hmm. usually around specific characters yep uh mainly herbert (laughs) yes because it's herbert
1: yep that's true oh boy all right this is not a, a a family guy podcast so this is the fbi's most unwanted i'm Matt.
0: I'm Justin. Yep.
1: And so today we're going to talk about Season 2, Episode 23. We're just about at the end of Season 2. Uh, this one is called Soft Light. It was directed by James A. Contner, And this was written by a name that will be familiar to a lot of people. This was written by Vince Gilligan, who, of course, went on. From- Gilligan's Island? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, went on to uh, create Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul. Um,
0: Which I've never me watched. either,
1: but uh, this was – I've – got to say, Vince Gilligan wrote a lot of really good episodes of The X-Files, and I'll tip my hand right now. This is one of them. This was actually Gilligan's uh, first – X-Files episode uh, And it was the first episode of the series Written by someone not On the main writing staff He was somebody that that came in uh, That hadn't Been around before um, So that was pretty
0: And not only that But this one also has a noticeable uh, Guest star in Tony yes! Shalhoub God I love Tony Shalhoub we'll, we'll, we'll talk about it more Throughout the episode but I do love Tony Shalhoub <laughs> I, here's the thing, I know, I know of him, I've seen stuff in him, but I've never seen what he's like mostly known for, which is Monk. I've never
1: <laughs> seen Monk either, um, but I'll tell you what I've really been liking him in a lot lately, have you watched, uh, The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel on Amazon? No, everyone's told me about Number that. Number one, you have to fucking watch Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, it's so, so good, but he is in that as uh, one of the main character. Um, he's uh, he's like a husband. Well, he's you know, Midge Maisel's, uh Midge Mazel is the main character. He plays her father, and I mean, he's so good in it. Um, of course, he was uh, a bit player in the Men in Black movies, but he was good in those. So he was he
0: was in he was the main character in the Thirteen Ghosts film. Which is what I know him mostly from. I don't think actually. I don't think I've ever seen that one. I'm going to tell you right now, not that great of a movie. Hmm. Like, it's it's a play off of an older film with, and it's like him and Matthew Lillard. Based on the thirteen ghosts of Scooby Doo. If if it, I mean, it has Matthew <laughs> Lillard, so you already have real life Shaggy. Um, it's 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 not that great of a movie. It's like uh, Tony Shalhoub like wins a house. Uh, a glass uh bulletproof like glass house with a bunch of writings on it and him and his family which includes jessica beale oh, yeah. i believe it's jessica beale mm. uh or no it's not jessica beale um i forget who uh, like a uh, no jessica alba now it's gonna drive me nuts shan- or is it shan elizabeth uh it's gonna drive me nuts uh Let's see, thirteen ghosts of Scooby Doo. <laughs> thirteen uh, ghosts of Scooby Doo. Uh, Shannon, Shannon okay. Elizabeth. Uh, and they basically what they find out is there's this uh ha- this uh, house has 12 thir- has t- thirteen twelve ghosts in it mm. uh that are slowly let loose to try and murder everybody. Hmm. And you're like, but Justin, it says 13 ghosts. And Now, if I tell you that the 13 ghosts, then that would be spilling the beans on the film. Uh-huh. But you can probably figure it out.
1: <laughs> yeah. All right, so a uh, little bit of background on this episode. I mentioned that uh, Vince Gilligan was uh, not on the staff of the X-Files. He actually turned out to get this job in a really weird way. He was a fan of the show, and then, uh, by happenstance, he found out that his agent was related to Chris Carter, who, of course, created The X Files and produced it. And so uh, Gilligan said, Hey, you think that uh, I could meet Chris? And it, they met up, and while they were chatting, uh, because Vince Gilligan was a writer, Chris Carter said to him, Hey, got any episode ideas and they started they came up um with this well actually Gilligan already had the idea on hand he mentioned um I'll tip if you're listening to the show you've probably watched the episode already but Gilligan noted hey I've been um I I was like watching my own shadow the other day and had this creepy idea of my shadow moving independently of me and so uh carter said well make a script based on that idea and uh that's kind of where this episode came from um originally uh the shadow was supposed to move on its own but they cut that out to save on the cost of animation and um yeah. Uh, they almost didn't get Tony Shaloub because he apparently was not watching much television despite the fact that he was on television at the time. He was on the NBC series Wings. But he read the script and he liked the fact that it kind of felt like the Twilight Zone. So, he was...
0: Uh, yeah uh overall like I, I kind of feel like the the idea of not having the animation mm-hmm. works better. Uh, I feel I feel like if they did the actual animation for the shadow, I think it would have come up way cheesier than they expect. Yeah and I also think um,
1: we'll talk about it when we start discussing the plot, but I also think it adds uh, a little extra something to uh the character of dr banton's um paranoia and his 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 kind of breakdown as he talks about his own shadow uh and well we might as well dive in because he talks about it in a way that it doesn't quite match up with what is happening in the episode and i think that's kind of interesting so um this episode uh, starts at a hotel in Richmond, Virginia, and uh, a man is frantically pounding at a hotel door. He's like, you know, he keeps talking to somebody named Morris. He goes, you know, Morris, you gotta, you gotta answer. Like, come on, some, you gotta let, you gotta me, let in. me in. I gotta talk to you. I gotta talk to you. And uh, while he is shouting, he. He, of course, gets the attention of another hotel guest uh, across the room, or across the hall, rather, who starts looking out his peephole. Uh, This man is Patrick Newerth, and when Newerth looks through the peephole, uh, Banton steps back from the door across the hall, which makes his shadow slip beneath Newerth's door, and Newerth evaporates there's like a flash of blue light and he evaporates and all that is left is a strange burn mark on the floor and banton is like oh no not again and he reaches up unscrews the light bulb and uh runs out of the hotel
0: um yeah and so
1: uh the case is given uh Newarth is reported as a a missing person and he is – his case is given to uh, a local Richmond, Virginia detective, Kelly Ryan, who was a student of Scully at the FBI Academy. Why she went from the FBI Academy to being like a local police detective in Richmond, Virginia, they don't really explain, but she – <coughs> Excuse me. She basically calls in Scully and Mulder because she's like, I have no idea. Like, this guy disappeared out of this locked room, and he is the third person to go missing in just a few short days. And every one of these disappearances, there's this weird burn mark on the floor. And so Mulder, he looks at the burn on the floor and he's like, does that look like an arm? Because part of the burn kind of looks like an arm and a hand. <laughs> and so Mulder is like, you know what I think we have here is spontaneous human combustion. <laughs> <laughs> it's because all that is left uh, is uh, like an ash on the floor that is basically ash of like what a human being would be made up of carbon and, and several other elements there's a lot of um, sci babble in this episode where they s- rattle off long strings of scientific
0: terms um, so and like he mentions like spontaneous combustion and and uh, Scully's immediately like that's not a real thing yeah yeah, and I'm like, "Wait, didn't we see that in an earlier episode? Being a thing or am I confusing it with something else?" Cuz like there was like the episode that was the one with moment. the dude who could start
1: fires. Yes, um, yes. So yeah, technically that would be, but it's not spontaneous human combustion in the the sense that they're talking about where like in in this case like that dude could like start fires and direct fires with he was pyrokinetic like he could start fires with his mind but this spontaneous human combustion was the old belief uh that someone just sitting at home could just randomly burst into flame for no reason <laughs> um, okay it was I remember reading about it in like books and stuff when I was young because I used to read books of like weird stories and it was like this lady was sitting at home and like all, all of a sudden they all that was burned in her whole house when they called the fire department was just her body and the armchair she was sitting in kind of <laughs> and that was the the belief was that like people would burst into flames but They would burn so fast and so hot that, like, nothing around them would catch fire. It would just be like their body would burn and maybe, like, a little bit of the carpet or something. Yeah. It's such a weird thing that... Anyway. um, So, um, they're like, okay, well, uh, this dude, he worked for a cigarette company and... I'm trying to remember... They, oh, the other, so they go looking for this other lady. Um, I'm trying to remember when they make the train station connection. Um, they go to, oh yeah, they go to, they, okay, here's when they make the train station connection. So they go to the house of this other lady. She was uh, another one of the victims that disappeared. And they find, you know, the burn mark in, on the house floor and they're like searching her house and Scully's like Mulder like there's already been a whole bunch of people here investigating this I'm pretty sure if there was any evidence here they would have found it and Mulder looks in the trash and he finds a luggage tag from a train and he's like okay uh she just got back into town and then Scully looks at some paperwork and she's like, oh, yeah, that other guy just came into town. And, oh, yeah, this other person just came into town. And so Mulder's like, all right, so maybe we should start thinking about, like, maybe this is a serial killer hunting the train station. And then, meanwhile, we cut to the train station and we see Dr. Banton. He's sitting there on a bench looking at the floor. And what we notice is because the room is lit by soft light, like diffused light from lots of sources, he's not casting a shadow. Um, And he's, you know, sitting there clearly all like freaked out and stuff. But then he gets up and he goes to leave and he goes out in the alley And he's stopped by two police officers, and he's like, No, don't! Stop! Stop coming closer to me! Stop coming closer! But they both come closer, and they step on his shadow,
0: and they... They disappear, and... I like the effect that, that, like, when you get to actually see it happen to one of them, where they just basically get sucked in. Yeah, they they kind of, like, like... melt, slash, get
1: sucked in, slash evaporate it's it's a cool effect you're right
0: <laughs> made me kind of think of um uh for some odd reason it made me think of the nothing or the the horse in the uh, oh never ending story. story like that idea where you just get sucked down the bog of eternal sadness <laughs> yeah <laughs> or whatever it's
1: called ah, traumatizing <laughs>
0: Always, but I feel like that's twenty twenty in a nutshell. Is the bog of eternal sadness? Much, yeah.
1: <laughs> uh So the next day, uh, of course, they get there. Uh, Mulder and Scully get there, and Detective Kelly Ryan. She's already there, and uh, she's like, "Well, two officers. Uh, here's some burn marks. They they called in that they stopped a man." And, uh, well, I basically got two officers killed because I sent them to check on the train station. And Mulder goes, okay, uh, well, if we assume that the killer is casing the train station, we should probably check the surveillance tapes. And they go inside and they do my quote-unquote favorite thing in all detective slash police fiction, where they go, "Wait, that right there, blow that up. Now
0: blow it up yeah. more. Blow,
1: blow. Now blow it up, up some more. more. Blow it up. Now
0: enhance it." All right. It. Yeah,
1: <laughs> that's not <laughs> how it works. <laughs> and they they go from this wide shot of Tony Shalhoub. Down to like this perfectly crystal clear picture of him, so that they can read that his jacket says "Polarity Magnetics." Yeah, how? That doesn't.
0: That's not a thing at all. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's so fr. That's like the most frustrating thing in every single we, an, and anything. i have done just it before enhance, on this enhance.
1: show. <laughs> it's just just so funny. Uh, and then they're like, "Oh, wait." One of the first victims came from polarity magnetics. Uh, the the very first person that disappeared. So they go there and they meet Dr. Scientist person, Christopher Davey. And he's like, oh God, you, you found Banton. I, I thought he was going to turn up dead somewhere. I haven't seen him in like five weeks. And... They're like, well, why do you think he was going to be dead? And he's like, well, there was this horrible accident. And then he goes on this great big, long, uh, like I said, Psy Babble thing that basically boils down to uh, Dr. Banton. He ran this company, but only so he could make money to study dark matter and other subatomic particles. And had this big accident inside of a particle accelerator, which exposed him to dark matter or whatever. Um, uh, techno babble, science babble inside the.
0: Basically, it came down to uh, whatever happened during the experience. The experiment made his shadow become like a mini black mm. hole that absorbs anything it touches. Yeah, and
1: Davey doesn't know that. But they do. They see his shadow burned onto the wall. But then this is also the part where um, Mulder and Scully, they stay inside the particle accelerator. And and uh, Chris Davey is basically like, oh, excuse me. He acts like he's all like super upset. And then he goes outside and he does that thing where he's like, watching them on the camera yeah um <laughs> i need to know their
0: true motives. i know and so are they gonna bone while i'm not watching <laughs>
1: he's the guy from the toilet security administration on south park <sighs> um And so Scully is like, well, Mulder, maybe you're right. Like, maybe all these subatomic particles, when he gets near people, maybe they do spontaneously human combust. And Mulder's like, ah, maybe not. So they go back to the train station looking for Dr. Banton. And... Mulder is there, like, kind of starting to take notice of the light. And, you know, he's trying to imitate Dr. Banton from the video, like, looking down at his feet and everything. And um, Banton comes in and notices them there. And he starts to run. And he runs out into the train yard. And, uh... Scully starts to get close to him and he's like, No, please, please don't come near me. Like, you have to stop. And Mulder realizes the shadow connection and shoots out the lights. And so they take Banton to a uh, psychiatric facility. Um, And they put him in a room with just the soft diffused light and Mulder and Scully go in to talk to him and he goes look here's what happens and it's what you said it's he go he he tells them look I, whatever happened to me in there like now my shadow is a black hole it it splits atoms apart and just it rips people apart turns them into pure energy and all the deaths are accidents but like my shadow like i thought about killing myself but then what if i kill myself and then it runs away and does whatever it wants and just kills people yeah and that's what i was talking about earlier where i'm like i'm almost glad like you said, it's it actually might work better that it's not animated. Only not just because it would look cheesy, but he starts to talk about his shadow
0: like it's sentient. <laughs> um, in terms for something like X Files, where you're they still like to keep you in the unknown of what exactly is going on for a good portion. Mm-hmm. It just works better that way. Yeah,
1: because. We never see his shadow being sentient we see it doing what he says where it acts like that black hole where if somebody steps on it they get sucked in and their their atoms split and they turn into ash but it doesn't attack people purposefully <laughs> yeah. but he acts like it does um and so he he also says look uh, um." The government is going to... They, they, they want me because of what happened to me. They want to study me. They want to take me away. And like you 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 can't... Like I have to get out of this hospital. If I stay here, they're going to find me. And so Muller and Scully are like, Okay, we'll see what we can do. And when they go out... The detective and her boss are there and her boss is like, hey, why are you here? Like, we didn't call the FBI. You don't belong here. Um, this case is closed. Like, we caught the murderer. And uh, Mulder is like, no, like, you can't. He He didn't, like, kill them and you can't like he's super dangerous like he has to be kept under specific conditions and they're like no, go away and so yeah Mulder and Scully they go to leave and Mulder contacts X
0: who somehow somehow uh, it's never explained it just somehow he gets in touch with him and I'm it still bugs me. To this day, have, like that, he just puts an X on some... For, same deal with Deep Throat. No real coordinates or anything. I'm like, how do they know? How do they know where <laughs> know. to meet? And X, uh, they meet in like this
1: staircase. And Mulder's like, hey, uh, Chester Panton, what do you know about him? Uh, because obviously X is somebody important in the government. We don't know who or why. But Mulder assumes if the government is really looking for Chester Banton, X will be able to tell him something. And X is like, uh, "Nope, no idea what you're talking about." And basically blows Mulder off and is like, "Don't contact me again. We're done. Go away. Stop it." <laughs> um, <laughs> and X leaves. But then we find out X is a big fat liar because the next liar liar pants on fire (laughs) because the next the very next scene is uh at the mental hospital all the lights go out and at the nurse's station the nurse calls down to like the security office or whatever to be like hey uh are the lights off on every floor because if they are we need maintenance and x steps into frame shines a flashlight in her face and is like where is chester banton we're we're transferring him and she's like no they're transferring him tomorrow and x is like nope transferring him now and two dudes dressed as hospital people (laughs) go down the hall they go into banton's room And they put duct tape over his mouth and tie his wrists together. And they're about to load him into a body bag. But an emergency light comes on. And that is not a soft light. It's a hard direct light. And it casts his shadow onto the people. And they get sucked into the black hole. And Chester Banton comes out of his room. Stares at X. And X is like... Oh, hell no, because all the emergency lights are on. So X backs away from him and lets him leave. Um, and then uh, Mulder and Scully show up. They see that he's gotten away. And they're like, well, there's only one place he could possibly be going. And so they go to Polarity Magnetics. And Banton gets there first, of course. And he meets up with uh, Chris Davy, but uh, at the same time, Kelly Ryan shows up, and she's like, nope, come back with me, you're you're still under arrest, Dr. Banton, and Dr. Banton is like, no, like I have to fix this, I have to stop this, I'm so sorry, and this is the only person he purposefully kills in the whole episode, yeah. he steps- to her and lets his shadow touch her and she dies <laughs> so then um, Banton is like come on Chris and they go to the particle accelerator and Banton is like you have to kill me like I'm gonna step inside the particle accelerator This is the only way I can be sure that I can die and the dark matter can also be, like, I don't, you know, brought back into the particle accelerator or whatever, dispersed properly. And Davey is like, I I call this his howl moment. He shuts him in the particle accelerator. He locks the door. He's like, I can't do that. And and Banton is I, I'm sorry I can't do that Dave um, <laughs> turns out Banton's partner is with the government he's gonna call and have them come collect um, uh, come collect Dr. Banton but the government already knows he's there apparently because uh, X shows up shoots Davey And we think that maybe X is there to, like, rescue him or something. But Mulder and Scully show up, and it seems like they're too late. They can see that the particle accelerator is already running. And they see on the camera monitor, apparently, Dr. Banton being vaporized by the accelerator. Uh, Another... Uh, Scorch Mark shows up inside the accelerator while it's running. And uh, apparently, that's the end of Dr. Banton. And Mulder's like, shit, like, he, somehow he realizes it's X. I'm not entirely sure how he realizes it's X.
0: It's because of something that's on the wall. Like inside, because when he, because it's, if I remember. Oh, cause the door is locked. Bit. Cause yeah. they think Dr. Banton, they yeah. think Dr. Banton killed himself, but. And it's like, no, because you have to lock it from the outside.
1: right And it's like, no, the door's locked from the outside. That's it. And so Mulder meets up with X and he's like, you just straight up murdered Dr. Banton. Like that's that's not okay like he, he he needed help he needed like d- we're done like don't you ever contact me again i'll never contact you again this is the end um but x looks at him and is like Mulder, i didn't kill him and you're like wait what does he mean by that and uh it looks like the case is closed, and Mulder is like. But then Mulder realizes wait a minute. What happened to Dr. Davy? Like, he disappeared. And the episode ends. X is walking down a hallway. He walks up to a scientist. And you realize That they are experimenting on Banton. And the end is so haunting. It is just this light flashing in Dr. Banton's face. And you can hear... God, it's so fucking clockwork orange. It really is. He's got stuff. He's got, you know, monitor. And there's like this... (laughs) Noise going on. And it's Tony Shaloub like zooming in on his face he's like twitching he's like his eyes are pointed because Tony Shaloub can do this thing with his eyes where they don't exactly yeah. point in the same direction and a tear running down his face and it goes dark and you just hear that wah, wah for just another few se- It's god damn it <laughs> like you said it's very clockwork orange <laughs>
0: Yeah, just, yeah,
1: and that is soft light.
0: <laughs> so yeah. Um, overall, I really enjoyed this episode. However, the only thing that really brought me down was all the like random bat, like techno scientific yep. babble that they kind of thrown mm-hmm. in, and the whole the the whole zoom in enhance bit because yep. <laughs> just come on. Um, but other than that, it's solid. I really like Tony Shalhoub. I like the concept. I give this like an A-. minus. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I I tipped my hand early
1: on. I do really like this one. Uh, I think it's very strong. I think um, a lot of good stuff goes on in this episode for... Uh... uh like a monster of the week episode but also kind of because he's not it's kind of weird he's not a monster he's kind of like this unfortunate he's in this really unfortunate circumstance so that's all really good but then also there's a little bit of uh, furthering the overall plot where you suddenly learn that X is... I mean, we always knew he was a little bit different than Deep Throat. We always knew he was kind of on the more dick side of things. He's not as nice of a guy. But the fact that at the end, he murdered that one guy and then purposefully took this poor Dr. Banton to be essentially just tortured for the rest of his life is... Really, really quite a, uh, like, who is this person going to be going forward in Mulder's life kind of thing. Um, So, yeah, uh, this, I think, uh, uh, yeah, I would say this is an A. I was trying to figure out if I wanted it to be an A or an A-, minus, but I think this one for me is an A. I do enjoy it.
0: Sexy. Yeah,
1: yeah. So the next one is uh <laughs> oh man oh i'm looking at what the next one is and this is an interesting one uh are we getting into space like kind of territory no no uh nothing is ever as bad as space i promise uh and you know what it's it's not quite, I mean, nothing is ever as bad as space, but the next one is different. I will put it that way. Um, Hooray! And you know what? I'm not going to say anything more than that. There is an interesting twist in the episode, and it is, it's called Our Town, everybody. Just watch it. You'll see what I'm talking about. Um I'm I'm super interested to hear what you think of uh, Our Town, because it is, it, it's something. I'll put, it's, like I said, nothing is, it's not, it's not as bad as some of the worst things we've seen. Space is really bad. Um, I was trying to think of what some of the other really bad ones we've already watched are. It's.
0: Are we, I'm just going to make the joke, I was going to wait till next week to make the joke, but this isn't based on the musical, right? No. <laughs> nope. <laughs> it, it would be a very different
1: sort of musical. I'll <laughs> <laughs> All right, so, yes, Our Town is everybody's homework for next week, and that's the end of this one. Later. Later.